Dear boys and girls, and welcome to Treasures from the Bible. I'm Joey, and today we're going to solve the case of the missing wallet. So grab your Bible and a friend and come on and join us. Here we are. Maria, just remember one thing. Wherever you go, there you are. Very funny, Joey. Joey, where do you come up with these lines? Knowing you, they are not original. <laughs> Lizzie, you know me too well. I heard this line from one of my teachers. Not to change the subject or anything, but are you guys ready to ride the greatest train ride in America? Oh, I've dreamed about this ever since I was a little girl. <laughs> what do you mean? You are a little girl. Oh yeah, I forgot. Can you believe it? I'm going to be riding the California Zephyr. Look out, Chicago. Here we come, all the way from Emeryville, California. I think it's time to board. Aboard! Joey, would you mind if I read? Sure, go ahead, Rudy. Rudy, would you please read Daniel 12? Sounds fine to me. Okay, Daniel chapter 12. At that time shall Michael stand up, the great prince which standeth for the children of thy people, and there shall be a time of trouble, such as never was since there was a nation even to that same time. And at that time thy people shall be delivered, every one that shall be found, written in the book. And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting contempt. And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. And they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book, even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. Then I, Daniel, looked, and behold, there stood other two, the one on this side of the bank of the river, and the other on that side of the bank of the river. And one said to the man clothed in linen, which was upon the waters of the river, How long shall it be to the end of these wonders? And I heard the man clothed in linen, which was upon the waters of the river, when he held up his right hand and his left hand unto heaven, and swear by him that liveth for ever, that it shall be for a time, times, and a half. And when he shall have accomplished to scatter the power of the holy people, all these things shall be finished. And I heard, but I understood not. Then said I, O my Lord, what shall be the end of these things? And he said, Go thy way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end. Many shall be purified and made white and tried, but the wicked shall do wickedly. And none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. 
and from the time that the daily sacrifice shall be taken away, and the abomination that make it desolate set up. There shall be a thousand two hundred and ninety days. Blessed is he that waiteth, and cometh to the thousand three hundred and five and thirty days. But go thou thy way till the end be, for thou shalt rest, and stand in thy lot at the end of the days. That's uh, Daniel chapter 12. Thanks, Rudy. That was some passage. Verse 2 jumped out at me. Listen to this. And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting contempt. What a frightening day that will be. But Wolfgang, there is also great hope in this verse. Some will rise from the dead and inherit everlasting life? I hope that's us. I don't mean to interrupt your deep conversation, but I need your tickets, please. Hey, check out that man in the old gray suit. You mean the one walking with the cane into that private sleeping compartment? He's smoking a pipe. Smells really good. I don't care how good it smells. He's not supposed to be smoking on this train. Don't you know that the California Zephyr is a smoke-free train? Besides, my dad says that smoking is slow self-murder. I'm guessing he's about, uh, 90 years old. I don't get it. You don't get what? He's all dressed up with suit and tie, but yet he looks though he hasn't had a shower in days. I think I can answer that. He probably has lived by himself for a very long time. I would venture to say that his bathtub is filled with newspapers. He probably sits at home watching baseball games all day. Uh, I don't think that man can take proper care of himself. Maybe he's a bit stubborn and wants to do everything by himself. He probably walks to the grocery store to get his own food. I'm sure he does his own laundry by hand. The only problem is that he has poor vision because of his age, and so his clothes don't get washed properly. But you have to remember that he is old-fashioned. That's why he wears a suit and tie. He must wear it every day. Coming from his perspective, why take a shower? There's no one around to smell him, and he doesn't have the physical strength to wash himself. Not to mention that his bathtub probably doesn't work. How do you know all these things? It's not like you know the man, or do you? No, of course I don't know the man. It's just a hunch. Oh no, he just walked out of his room, and I think he's coming towards us. He looks as mad as a hornet. Don't panic. Just remain calm. Which one of you stole my wallet? None of us, sir. We didn't take your wallet. You're lying straight through your teeth. I'm missing thousands of dollars. I had a hundred, one hundred dollar bills. Do you know how much money that is? You're missing, uh, $10,000? That's right. Now, fuck it over, you little rascal. Sir, I didn't take your money. None of us took your money. Maybe you misplaced your wallet. Now you listen to me, you little whippersnapper. I'm a tired old man, living off my life savings. Someone stole $10,000 from me. That's all the money I have left to my name. If you didn't take it, then who did? Sir, what is your name? My name is Ralph Agon. Mr. Agon, 
We will help you find your wallet. I'll have you to know that in our company, there is a great detective. We will help you, sir. This is my line of work. Well, if you kids find my wallet, I'll pay you 100 little George Washingtons in cash. A hundred dollars? That's a deal. We won't let you down, Mr. Aegon. Rudy, that was smooth talking. Now, how in the world are we going to find that wallet? Well, we're not going to find it by standing around. Let's get to work. The next stop is Denver, where the train is to be serviced, refueled, and washed. And uh, it's a good place for the thief to get off the train and escape. That is, if he's still on the train. He could have escaped at another stop. I'm going to ask Ralph if I can search his room. Maybe he misplaced his wallet. After all, he is very old and probably somewhat forgetful. I'm going to check the dining car. Maybe the thief is spending Ralph's money on fancy dinners. I'm going to find the conductor and have him block all the exits. Then, we'll phone the police and have them waiting at the Denver train station. Maria, you come with me. Let's go have a chat with some of the people on board. Sure. Ralph? Ralph, can you open the door, please? It's Lizzie. I wanted to look in your room. Maybe you misplaced your wallet. Please open up. Ralph, is everything fine? May I come in? I'd better go check on him. Something's wrong. Lizzie, are you feeling okay? You look as pale as a white sheet. Guys, Ralph is dead. Are you sure? I'm positive. What are we going to do? Hold on a minute. Before we jump to conclusion, let's search his room for clues first. Look, the window is open. Maybe the murderer killed Ralph and crawled out through the window? That's unlikely. Do you know how fast his train is traveling? If the murderer jumped, then he'd be seriously injured or even killed. What's this? It's some type of pen. Let me see that. Oh, that's interesting. Ralph must have been allergic to bees. This EpiPen can save a person's life if they're allergic to bees. Look what I found in his briefcase. So his wallet wasn't stolen after all. Wait a minute. Take a look at his neck. It's just as I suspected. A bee stinger is lodged in his neck. Ladies and gentlemen, we have solved the mystery of the stolen wallet and Ralph's dead body. Ralph was very old and forgetful. He forgot that he placed his wallet in his briefcase. But how did he die? Ralph must have been extremely hot in his gray suit. Not to mention that it is very stuffy in this room. He opened the window for some fresh air. A bee must have flown in and stung him. He was able to find the shot, but it was too late. There wasn't enough time for him to use the EpiPen. Ralph died of an allergic reaction to a bee sting. Case solved. It looks like we're five minutes away from Chicago. I can't stop thinking about Ralph. It was so sad to see them taking his dead body off the train. What will happen to his body on the last day? I can't help but think of that passage we read in Daniel 12. That's what I was thinking about. Will Ralph awake to everlasting life? 
Or will he awake to shame and everlasting contempt? We don't know, Rudy, but we can ask ourselves these same questions before it's too late. We hope you enjoyed our program today. If you have any questions or comments, or if you'd like a free audio CD of any of these programs, please write to Treasures from the Bible and Outreach of Bible Ministries International in Care of Family Radio, Oakland, California, 94621 USA. Today's program is titled, The Case of the Missing Wallet. May God richly bless you with His salvation. Thanks for listening, and be sure to tune in next week when we'll learn something new from the Bible. Bye! <laughs>